0: Hi guys. So this is the first episode of the DL Football Podcast. I suppose this episode is more um, introductory because um, just to see, I think just to get a feel for what you guys like. Um, I suppose what would be easy to go over would be the um, recent results. So let's um, give that a go. Um, the FA Cup third round to start to take place yesterday. Um, yeah. So we had. Leicester win 1 0, Sheffield win, Portsmouth go through. West Ham got knocked out. Now this is an interesting one. Um, yeah, David Moyes seems to be really struggling with this team. Um made three substitutions at half time, didn't seem to do the trick. West Ham's in a really interesting situation where where the there seems to there was a um maybe a feeling from the fans that the board don't really back their managers, which I think they half do and they half don't. I mean, Pellegrini was given money, a lot of money to spend, and brought in a lot of players with a lot of high-profile players like um, Felipe Anderson, Yarmolenko. Sebastian Heller, to an extent, to an extent, um, Zabaleta. The players were brought in. I believe Zabaleta was brought in under Pellegrini. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, just just wasn't really um, clicking under him. They had a good good last season, decent last season. Really didn't really didn't um pick up where they finished off this season. Really bad form this season, and I suppose that that mentality has been carried um on under David Moyes, who um I think was a sensible appointment by West Ham. I wouldn't say the absolute best considering their situation. I mean, getting Pellegrini in the first place wasn't. Wasn't the most. I mean, ambitious. Was an ambitious appointment, I'd say, but um, because he because he, he's got the calibre, um, supposed to be an attacking coach, and won the league with Madrid, but Man City. Also, I think Man City also exposed him a bit. Exposed his lack of tactical flexibility. Um, in his persistence in playing certain players in certain positions under Man City. I think particularly Yaya Torre, used him quite poorly. and um, Yeah, at Man City, despite... I mean, Yaya Atore is a quality player, so that quality will always shine through, but I think Pellegrini wasn't getting the best out of him. Um, yeah, so Pellegrini, as an appointment in the first place, was a bit odd. But Slavin Bilic returns to West Ham, uh, his old stomping grounds, and gets the win. West Brom themselves um, had a flying start to the season. A really, really um, fun attacking front front three or four that they would play. And um, the whole team was clicking really well. And they're top of the championship. A recent form has been shocker for them, really. A recent form has been shocking. But um, they're still top of the championship. They look like they could come up this season um, back to the Premier League which um, would be good to see because West, West Brom's a good team and was in the Premier League for a while. Um, yeah, so Slavin Bilic. Slavin Bilic himself was a good manager, I suppose. I th- Yeah, no, no, a good manager. He um, had that really good season at West Ham when um, they finished seventh. And a really, yeah, a really good season. Last season at St Mary's, but um, got the win there. So they'll fare through to the next round be interesting to see who they uh, draw. Uh we have Norwich City going through. A good win for Norwich City away to um Burnley. Um yeah, uh Daniel Farquhar. I mean I've said it I've said it before to friends of mine. This Norwich team reminds me a lot of Blackpool. Um, a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, when they were in the Premier League, a team that just played attacking free-flowing football and didn't care if they would concede four because they they wanted to score five. That football isn't sustainable for a team that's just come up. Um, And it looks like they'll go down this season. The interesting thing would be to see if they persist with Daniel Farker. That'd be really interesting to me. Because I think Daniel Farker He's the kind of manager that teams like Norwich should be getting, but a long he's a long-term manager. I think they could have easily panicked halfway through the season and got him um, someone like a David Moyes easily, and tried to steady the ship. But um, the Norwich board, fans, um, and the manager seem to be committed to a certain style of football, and um, they know in term if. Given enough time, that this style will prove um, will prove successful, but in um, it might it might get worse before it gets better, sort of thing. Um, Chelsea go through in a close match against Hull City. Hull City, I, I like Hull City's team. Um, Jared Bowen in particular, a really good player, really strong uh, winger that could definitely do a job in the Premier League. And um, I would love to see, in general, more clubs buying from the Championship in the Premier League. But um he's just signed a new contract at Hull to keep him there for for I think the next couple of years at least. Um so that will that'll make it a lot harder for him to be sold. Um and if he is sold, Hull will get a very nice chunk of change for him. But Chelsea go through chelsea been struggling of late. They um didn't manage to get three points at home against a really poor Arsenal side this season. Obviously Arsenal have picked up a bit under Mikel Arteta, but overall the season hasn't been good at all. But Arsenal did show in that game and Chelsea did manage to get through to the next round of the FA Cup. So that, that's um that's it for this segment, the FA Cup round up. Um I'll see you in the next segment. See that a bit. Hi, so we're going into the second segment now. So um I think what we'll do now is we'll go through some transfer rumours and I'll um give my opinion on it and see what teams um should be doing um, if it's a good signing, if it could work, if the player will fit into their style, etc. So um, first of all, we've got the Inter CEO saying he's optimistic of finalising the Ericsson deal in the next few days. Now Christian Ericsson is an interesting player. Um, he brings certain qualities to a team. Um, he brings creativity, a bit of flair, um, decent work rate, um, good, d- decent from dead balls, I'd say um attacking a really good option and um he may he may be the final piece to conte's um jigsaw puzzle at inter but and this is the thing with players that um are trying to get moves away is when they are in t- when they're in terrible form like he is now you could say that he's maybe um packed uh, taken his ball gone home. Um, and I think if play, if a player can do that at one club, he can do it at another. So I think that says a lot to his, men, to his mentality as a professional. Um, that being said, on his day, he's quality, absolute quality, and can change a game, can come on and win a game, can dominate, can help a team dominate a game, being able to recycle position, uh, possession and, and pick some good, good attacking balls to get... Um, to get Conte's bombing forward wing backs in behind so it could potentially be really useful to Conte. Um I think if you get him for free then you can't complain. You know if you if you can get him for free it's a terrific piece of business. He's 31, I believe 31 so not the youngest a signing that um I mean you'd be you'd be foolish to sign him on anything more than a three year contract at most. Ideally a two year Anything more than three-year contract, you'd be, you'd be a bit, a bit um over ambitious to to expect a player to continue to play at the highest level of European football until the age of thirty-four, I'd say, until the age of after thirty-four, unless you're special, you know. Um, what else have we got here? Okay, so Monaco have made an approach for Celtics Eduard that's been rejected. Eduard, I absolutely love Eduard. I think he's a great striker. Um, I think him going to a team like Celtic was definitely the right move. I think um, I think he would bring a lot to whatever team he goes to. I think he's a decent amount of physicality that he's developed in in playing in Scotland. Um, His pace is there. He's got. He's got an half a goal. Most of all, he's got an half a goal. And um, Monaco haven't really got. A goal scorer, I wouldn't say really, really and truly. They've got um a okay team, you know that that team from the sixteen seventeen season where they where they were amazing, one of the best teams in Europe. Um, that team's been picked apart, ripped, ripped down to the skeleton. That team has been. So it's almost unfair to compare this current team to that team, because they're so they they're miles. A thousand miles apart from each other, but Eduard is a good signing. But the offer's been rejected, so um, if Monaco are really serious about getting him, they're gonna have to either pay more or maybe bid again in the summer. Because we have to appreciate that a lot of teams are unwilling to get that player to go mid season, especially when they're key to the team, like Eduard is key to Celtic. where else have we got? Atletico to make another bid for Cavani, and now Cavani. If I was Atletico, would I sign Cavani? Probably, probably would. Um, I think the money Atletico have made from the Griezmann deal they've spent terribly. I don't know who I don't know who does the recruitment there. It'd be unlike I. I'd, I'd be surprised if it was only doing the recruitment there. But um, whoever's doing the recruitment it's done a terrible job, honestly. Joao Felix. Giving a kid, a 19-year-old kid, a monster move like that is such a gamble. Such a gamble. And when you're paying that kind of money, you need instant results. You, you need it. I don't care what team you are. If you're paying that kind of money for a player, you need instant results. But I think also is another case of another European team getting fear of missing out. Atletico are probably thinking, if we don't get him, he goes to a Real or Barca or PSG, or Munich, or Juve, and that could be the difference between them winning the Champions League or not, you know? Probably have mindset, but um, mindset. But he's not been firing. Uh, Lamar, another poor signing. But Lamar, Lamar, to be fair to him, was never really the kind of player that was going to fit into Simeone's style. Another weird transfer to... I don't know why they got him in the first place. You know? He wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't really ever going to fit into Simeone's style... He's got a lot of pace, a lot, a lot of pace and energy. But that's really about it. That's the only wants, you know. Um, yeah, a weird sign to get Lamar in. Cavani would add goals. Simply put, he would add goals. That being said, he's got recurring knee injuries. He'd be incredibly expensive on the wage bill. Incredibly expensive. But who do they? Who else do they really have? Morata isn't. Isn't quite the striker that we all thought he would be when he left for, uh Madrid for Chelsea. Um yeah, Morata's not quite the guy. Joao Felix hasn't hit it off yet, and Lamar was a was a confusing signing at best. Cavani would cost a lot. I mean, I, I would see Cavani asking for upwards of two hundred and fifty thousand a week, realistically. Um yeah. Upwards of that, and for a player who is has got recurring knee injuries, it's a gamble. It's definitely a big gamble and if it it if it pays off, you're laughing, and he's gonna finish up the season strong okay, Emery Chan to Dortmund next week interesting really interesting Emery Chan was a player who was was an interesting player, you know he had a lot of promise. Um went to went to Liverpool a number of years ago now, left for, for free to Juve. Doesn't really play too much. Doesn't really play too much at Juve and it's probably and he's clearly seeking a move elsewhere to get first in football. Emory Chan, I suppose potentially could work at Dortmund. Um he's got a lot of experience which um would help help other players like Hummel's who um he would yeah he would join an experienced defence. Whether Chan where Chan would play I'm not sure. Um probably probably central midfield, I'd imagine. But he can play centre back, and defensive midfielder also. So he's versatile, which is also is which is always a positive bringing in a new player. Um yeah. Would it work? I think hard to say because. Yeah, because he hasn't. We haven't seen loads of him this season, so we don't know what he's still got left, really. Um, so Emery Chan could be a potential, potentially a good signing for Dortmund, but also a risk because he's another one that would that would require a lot of wages, a, a higher wage request. He's he's on a lot of money at Juve, and he's not playing that often. I can't. I realistically, I can't see Dortmund matching the um, the wages that um, Juve are buying him. I can't. Uh, I can't see it. And then we've got um, Pablo Mari from Flamengo going to Arsenal. So this is this is another interesting one. Um, Mari, who won the um, Brazilian league title, Brazilian first division title, and the Copa Libertadores with Flamengo. Left-footed, tall centre back. <clears throat> Maybe I think potentially could be a great bargain buyer. Potentially a really good bargain my. if they can get him for seven million, or it's look it's looking like it's either a, a deal for about seven million or a loan with option to buy at the end of the season. Yeah, I think this could potentially be a really really solid um, signing for Arsenal. He's all he, one criticism that he has been had is um, that he's not the fastest, which is interesting because Flamengo have known have been known recently to play a high line. But, um, yeah, he's not the fastest, which doesn't surprise me because of his height. Um, Obviously, it makes it a bit harder to get around the pitch if you're a bit taller. But, um, yeah, he's not the fastest, which could potentially be an issue in the Premier League, considering Mikel also wants to play a high line and um, the strikers are of a higher quality in the Premier League and you're going to need that pace to be able to recover. That being said, Socrates wasn't known known for being the fastest. But he came to Arsenal and was one of the fastest. Was one that was super fast. It was actually super fast when he came to Arsenal. So it's one of those things. But I don't watch the Brazilian league a lot. But um, we'll have to see how fast he is, and if he's got the positioning that can make up for that loss in pace. I um, mean, it'd be hard to compare him to greats like um, who's a great. I mean, I could use John Terry as an example, a player who wasn't particularly fast but had great positioning to be able to recover. Um, probably not the best comparison to compare him to Pablo Mari, but um, you get what I mean. He's also known for being really good on the ball, really capable on the ball. He's left-footed, which is always great for a centre-back. Um, having another ball-playing defender would definitely help Mikel Arteta in in, in being able to um, develop the style that he's trying to do at Arsenal. Um it was also rumoured that Man City were interested in bringing Pablo Mari back, but um, nothing formal happened. So um, yeah, I believe Mari was, my well, Mari's team agent were just waiting for an offer to be made, and um, Man City were wasting their time, which don't really sound much like Man City. They're usually known for a, maybe an offer, a counter offer being made, and they're saying yeah, whatever, we'll pay it. But um, apparently, they're wasting a lot of time in the deal and Arsenal came in and swooped for him and only time will tell whether that was a good whether that was a good move or not because we I haven't seen him play too much um but yeah so that's the ending of this segment and I'll see you in the third segment see there guys okay guys um Welcome to the third segment. I suppose this will be um, an outro. Just, um, yeah, massive thank you to those who have um, stuck through this whole thing. I think um, the first two segments were 18 minutes altogether. So, yeah, massive thank you if you stuck through the whole way. Um, also, um, let me know if that was a decent length, if it was too short, too long. Um, the way you guys can contact me is on Instagram at DL DLFootball365 That's me um, Yeah, give me a follow if you're not following me already uh, We've been getting loads of support over there um, Recently um, We're a small page, we're growing super quick And um, check out my story for New posts, because when I when I post A new post, um, I put on my story Also turn on post notifications Also, because that will let you know um, Instantly when I, when I post A new post um, I post everything from tactics to transfers to football stats. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Give me a follow, DL Football 365 um, Thanks for all your support and thanks for listening. i uh, catch you next time. See you later. Cheers.